Welcome back to BTW, Balance Fila Workshop, here at the Database with Rabbi Yoshua Eisenberg, where today we're going to be taking a closer look at that which is referred to as Shir HaKavod, the Song of Glory, or the Song of Honor, perhaps more commonly known as Anim Zemiros. So we have done some work on Anim Zemiros in the past. It came up in the Shabbos Davening series, when we did Al Shachris for Shabbos, the second part of that, which was Chazar Sashatz through the taking out of the Torah. Um, so, in that section, is one place where you sometimes find Anam Zemiros being um, sung and recited. So, there we did some work on Anam Zemiros. We touched on Anam Zemiros in the Musaf for Shabbos um, recording, which is another common place to find Anam Zemiros. In the Siddur, it does appear in the Musaf section. Um, but for the purposes of this workshop, we are not only going to look at some of the different tune options from the common ones to some more exciting ones that you can use on different occasions. Um, so we'll review some of those, um, so again, some of those items which we've touched on in the past. But I want to also go back and talk about what the song is really about and not just you know from the outside, but to actually have a certain kavana of what the words mean. Again, this is a bit of a review because we did talk about this in the Shachars for Shabbos recording, but I wanted to go even deeper. So we're going to review some of the points that we said previously, and then we're going to go on to actually look and see the song bit by bit and have a better understanding of Avanim Zemiros. So what we'll do first is we'll talk about the background, then we'll go into the exact meaning, and then we'll get to the fun part, the demos at the end of of different options from Zemiros. So there'll be time for all of that. So just, you know, going back to what is Anim Zemiros. So it is a poem, and it's a poem that's written in alphabetical acrostic. So it's written in the order of the Aleph base. And it was likely written by Rabbi Huda HaChassid um, in the 12th century. This is who it's, um, whom it's attributed to, even though it's not, it's not clear for sure if he wrote it. Um, but, um, you know, he, um, he was a, um, a Talmud Chacham from Ashkenaz and he was a Mekubal and, um, he, and so, and he wrote many other piyotim. So perhaps he wrote this one. This is, this is a piyot that's recited responsively. Um, so it started off by the Chazan and then the, the Kahila answers each line. And there's really an intro section to Anam Zemiros, which is, uh, four verses long, um, and uh, two verses for the Chaz and two verses for the Kahila. And then it goes into the alphabetical, or the Aleph-basical, alphabetical um, acrostic that takes you all the way to basically the end, well, with the exception of, of the last three verses, which are not really part of the alphabetical acrostic. They just um, they, they begin with um, a base above and a yud respectively. Um, but that's the. But at that point, um, it's uh, it's really the uh, the end of the poem. So you know you kind of have like a poetic frame at the beginning and the end. At the beginning and the end, we have an intro and an outro, if you will, and then in the middle we have the alphabetical acrostic. Now, what's really fascinating to note is although many shuls, I think you find this uh, the the also really in the more um, I guess. The, the, in, in, in a shul that's like a young Israel or a more modern shul, um, I think it's more frequently, it's more frequently um, um, sung and recited. But some other shuls, they don't necessarily do it every week. 
And in fact, there are shuls that um, recite it not even every Shabbos. So um, if you look just in the Art Scroll Sitter, the Art Scroll Sitter brings this down from the Lavush, that due to the song's great holiness, so the Aron is opened, this we know if you've ever been a part of Anam Zemiros, and it's not recited daily so that it does not become too familiar. So that does not necessarily mean that it, it um, so meaning we don't sing it every day for sure. We don't sing it like on a regular Monday or Tuesday. Um, but, you know, the shuls that do it every Shabbos, okay, so it's not every day, it's once a week. But there are some shuls that won't even do it unless it's a Yom Tov, or the Vilna Gon held that it should only be recited in Yom Tov. And there's an even rarer approach that suggests that the, the Shir HaKavod is only to be done on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So it kind of like makes you wonder, like, what, what's so incredible about this, uh, this, this uh, tefillah? And what's so glorious? What, what, what's so kavodic about it? All right, so um, well, why, would we, why would we call it the Shira Kavod? So the, 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 there are two possible suggestions that I have. One is based on the words themselves. And one is really, you know, I'll, I'll take that back. They're both based on the words themselves. Um, but one, one is more of, I guess you could say, a svara. Like, um, if you understand the content of Anu Zemiros, what Anu Zemiros is describing, then you'll understand why it's called Shira Kavod. The other one is more of a Balabatish explanation, um, which is also, you know, often the, the correct shot answer. So if you just look at the words, and we'll just start to look at some of the words now. So, Anim Zemiros Vishirim Erog, Ki Elecha Nafshi Sa'arog. So we already mentioned it is a poem. What do these words mean? Anim Zemiros is, is um, translated by Art Scroll as I shall compose pleasant songs, right? So Anim is a verb for pleasant. So I literally means I shall make pleasant, um, pleasant songs. I shall be pleasant in song. Anim Zemiros. Vishirim erog, and I will weave together um, songs. Shirim and Zemiros are different words for songs. Article says pleasant psalms and weave uh, hymns. Now, Shirim, I don't know if it's usually translated as a hymn, right? H Y M N. Um, but different kinds of songs, they're different explanations, different divrei Torah about what's the difference between Zemiros and Shirim um, or Shiros. Um, not, not so clear. Um, why sometimes you hear shiros v'sishpichos, and why sometimes you see shirim. Um, if someone has an answer to that, um, I'd love to know. But anyway, anim zmiros v'shirim, erog ki'elecha nafshi sarog, because to you, my nefesh is uh, is pining, is is thirsting, it's sick. You know, we find a ki'am, um, we find a ka'el tarog alafike mayim, when, when an isle is tired and thirsty by the water. So we're thirsty for Hashem. Okay, so someone who really wants to sing to Hashem, And my soul desires to shelter in your hand to know every mystery of your secret. So apparently, it's, it sounds like we want to know more about Hashem. It's, uh, we're, we're, we're yearning for Hashem's love and to understand Him. Still in the intro, right, the, the intro takes up at least the first four verses. So then, then the the chazan does the next one, which means that as I speak of your glory, my heart yearns for your love. So clearly, this is like a it's like a love poem to Hashem. Al Kain, therefore, this is the next line. 
Which means, therefore, since my, again, since my soul is desiring the shelter of your hand, we want to know every mystery of your secret and we yearn for your love. Therefore, I'm going to speak, I'm going to relate your glory, and your name I'm going to glorify with, with beloved songs. Right there in those words, in the, in the fourth verse, we hear what the song is about. The song, right, um, apparently there are nice, pleasant music, nice, pleasant songs, but uh, only when we get to the fourth verse, which is the last verse of the intro, are we told what the song is about. What am I going to now do? I'm going to glorify you and by speaking of your glory. So apparently the song is going to speak about the glory of Hashem. So... That, that, that's the Balabatish answer, which I think is the correct answer. It's called the Shir HaKavod because whoever wrote it, that's what, they, that's what they're telling you they're going to do. They're going to speak about God's honor. Okay, now what is the song really about? When we actually get to the body of the song, which starts from the, uh, the Aleph, Asapra Chvodcha Velori Sicha, this is where what I think really, um, the, now even though the, the, we're out of the intro, we're now in the body of the song, but here, the first letter of the Aleph base is really also very introductory, uh, not just because it's the first one, but because of what it says. Asapra chavod cha, continuing the theme of kavod. I'm going to relate your kavod, velori sicha, though I cannot see you. Right? Asapra chavod cha, velori sicha, I'm going to speak your glory, even though I can't see you. Adam cha achan cha, velo yidaticha. Which means, I'm going to. Adamcha, uh, that which is domes, that which is similar to you. I'm going to allegorize you. I'm going to describe you, though I don't really know you. I don't know you. So how are you going to do that? How are you going to describe Hashem if you don't really know Him? So here's the answer. The next line, the letter B's. Through the hand of your Navi, with the secret of your servant, Right, so it's you know it says um, so meaning that not not just your navi but your your neviim. Right, it's plural through the hands of your neviim and the secret of your servants, meaning those whom you you've revealed to yourself to. So you allegorized the splendor's glory of your power, meaning Hashem in communicating with the neviim actually gave himself physical descriptions, the personification, the anthropomorphism. There are many times that we find in Tanakh and in Chazal descriptions of what Hashem quote-unquote, looks like. Now, it's obviously not what he looks like. The Hashem doesn't have an image, right? Um, we'll, we'll come back to this, but in Yigdal we say, Right? So, if that's true, then all of these things couldn't be more than an allegory. They're just ways for us to be able to somehow relate to Hashem. Right, so this is what this is what Amzimiris is about. Now, if you look, um, I was just taking a look um, in Art Scroll. Now, usually, whenever Art Scroll or not, whenever a tefillah is quoting verses from Tanakh, usually you'll find um, a note. Um, you know, they'll be numbered, and they'll take you to the bottom of the page where you see where in Tanakh, or maybe in, even in Chazal, where that phrase comes from. What was what's interesting about Anzimiros is you don't have so much of that. All of the images that are described in Anzimiros are based on scriptural verses, and it's based on Ma'amari Chazal. However, they're not exact phrases. So you have to really work a little bit harder. You have to look at the commentary on the bottom to see where the references originally came from. But what we're going to see is, based on references, different places, for example, like from Yahu or from Sefer Daniel, there every now and then you find um, you know, what looks like a description of what Hashem might have looked like. 
And then wherever those can be found, so the Python, um, you know, the, the poet who wrote this, um, um, let's say Rabbi Huda Chassid, so he put it together in this very special poem. Now, whenever we talk about kavod of Hashem, right, we say bichvodu v'atzma, right, when we say in his, in his glory and in his essence. So I believe that not just the introductory verses, which talk about literally what the Python says he's going to do, I'm going to arrange these tefillos, I'm going to sing these songs about Hashem, and I'm going to sing these glorious songs. But if you think about what the words are telling us, the words are giving us imagery that Nevi'im experienced Hashem with, that they kaviyachal saw Hashem. Maybe it's so when we talk about the covet of Hashem, that's the manifestation, the part of Hashem, which you could sort of see, whatever that means, on, uh, on whatever level, whatever, whatever, whatever level of prophecy that you can see it. So that is what's actually being described. If we can call it that, the kvot of the Shekhinah, um, in a certain sense, is being described in Anam Zemiros. Now we could sort of understand why the Arna Kodesh is opened up for this part. We could understand why it's a very holy and coveted tefillah, why maybe you should treat it with kavod. Now, the irony oh, that we find in Tanam Zemiros is all, you know, so it's, it's placed in the Musaf section. Now, there, and that, that perhaps is the place where it would have originally belonged. It might have been the place where it was originally said. But as I mentioned, some shuls have the minhag of doing it um, after Shacharis, after the Shachar Shmon Esrei, after Chazar Sashat, there'll be a Kaddish, and then they'll, before taking out the Torah, they'll do Anam Zemiros. Now, the reason I've heard for that is that since the song is sung with the Aron open, and the song is apparently um, such a such an elevated um, and, and and kadosh song that has to be treated with respect. And you know, when you place something at the end of davening, when people are either coming in and um, you know to to greet each other at the end of davening, or they're leaving in the middle, or maybe chas they're even talking in the shul. So you don't want to have the Aron open and singing a song like Anna Zemiras, which is literally talking about the cover of the Shechina, and people are reacting inappropriately. All right, so for that reason, there um, there's shuls that that want to keep it away from the end of davening and put it somewhere um, next to the um, the first Shona Esrei of of the day. Now the irony, the the added irony is that some 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 things don't change even at different parts of the davening. People you know tune out during Anna Zemiras. And that, that, that's really a problem because, you know, it doesn't matter what part of davening it is. If it's during shachas or just before taking out the Torah, sometimes you'll see people talking in shul at that point also, which is the same insult to the shechina. It doesn't really, you know, sometimes it doesn't make as much a difference. So then at that point, to each shul has minhag. But what I'm trying to bring to everyone's attention is, is the cover that you're supposed to have around Zemiros. Again, there were some who had the minog of not saying this except on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur because apparently the song was so holy that it should have only really been done then. So the least we can do is if you're in Shul, it's doing it every week, is to treat it with kavod on, on the, the, the weeks that we do sing on Zemiros. Another point on Anam Zemiros, um, and this you know, you think uh, you think I'm just um, you know uh, digging into more modern communities. So I'll tell you right now that I'm not, uh, because um, one, you know, you can you, you can find even uh, from our uh, shuls that that make the mistake of of, of talking during davening, um, at least congregants within the kahila. But a problem um, this this arises uh, from that one of the treasures I found in Rav Saraya Deblitsky's um, Rav Saraya Deblitsky's Tikkun Tefillah. I had mentioned in previous workshops that uh, my new best friend, 
um, Rav David Elephant, who I haven't spoken to since he, he got this for me. But I did say that whoever can get me a hold of Tikkun Tefillah by Rav Sarai Deblitzky, so they'll, they'll be my best friends. So um, even though um, I, I don't talk to him ever, he's still my best friend because he, he got me the PDF for, for Tikkun Tefillah, which is Rav Sarai Deblitzky Shlita's um, Sefer, his Kuntras, on Nusach of Tefillah. I've learned so much from looking at it. And over, you know, the continuation of the workshop, I hope to be able to continue to share more of his treasures um, about Nusach and Tzfilah, some of which I was machaving to, some which in previous workshops I didn't even realize I was, um, I was quoting exactly what was written in his countries. But we'll, ha- we'll hear more from him, especially when we get up to the Amim Norayim series. So a little shout out for that. But what Sri Dablitsky says about um, Anzimiros this is something that my brother of Daniel was mechaving to, um, that sometimes you have some shuls, and I feel like it's usually the more yeshivish shuls. Um, now, uh, and I have to, you know, preface again that this is not really to be um, to be motzi laz on, on on any particular shul because you know it's just a matter of whatever the shul's minhag is, that's the shul's minhag, and it has to be respected. I'm just, you know, giving um, um, what, what, I, what my goal here to do is to just explain the hashkafa of Am Zemiros and how it should be treated. So not just with kavod, but with the simcha of singing. Rav Sravdavitsky says that the song shall, um, should be sung. That's what the words literally mean. Therefore, I'm going to start singing. Now tell me, you're going to start, you're going to, when are you going to start singing? Uh, the way my brother puts it, for, for the shuls that don't sing on Zemiros, and again, so you do, you do find this in more yeshiva shuls, so the ones that don't sing it, they'll just do, you know, they'll just do a nusach, or the, and, you know, then everyone will just repeat. Like, you'll find some, sometimes they do this for Keladon as well, or for Lechadodi, um, though hopefully, at least then, they're, they're using a tune, um, but, but many shuls don't. So they'll just do, you know, the, the Shabbos nusach, Right. And then everyone will repeat And they'll just keep going like that. And that's that's very boring. And it's like, okay, so I'm gonna sing your songs, but not right now. But like, why? Like, like, the, like, what's the point? So Rav Sraidelitsky says the song should be sung. It's because it's a song. Right? It was clearly intended to be a song. So that's what that's what he says with regard to Anam Zemiros. Now, I still want to be able to get to some of the meaning of the words and to also give you some different ideas of how to work with the tune. But, but um, uh, so what I'll, what I'll do first is just explain what I think is a very interesting tension that we have, that many shuls have the minog of having a kid go up to do Anam Zemiros. Now, that's very fascinating. Why would you have a kid do Anam Zemiros? So I think there are two possible reasons. The voice of the Anam Zemiros is someone who's saying that I'm going to try to talk about Hashem even though I don't really know you, even though I can't see you. Who has the imagination? The, the youthful imagination to be able to think about the possibility of an image to Hashem, to be able to try to relate to him, even though we don't really know. I think like that, the, the most beautiful thing, the innocent child going up to sing something like that, to try to describe Hashem, even though, again, we don't really know what he looks like. But who has the imagination, the Amunah Peshuta, to really think about what a relationship with Hashem looks like, as if he were a friend, upon him, upon him, than a child. So, you know, you have a child 
um, singing that part. And well, what's you know, what's also interesting is that um, the child has a lesser of an, of an experience with Hashem. What's also interesting is that, um, and I mentioned this in a previous workshop, that we also have the minhag of, of, of often of sending up a child to say yigdal, right? Um, you know, when it's uh, when it's um, you know the the, um, the end of davening on on Leil Shabbos, so the child will say yigdal. And what I had mentioned is the tension that yigdal and Anzimiros are seemingly opposite, right? Yigdal is the the ikare amuna. It's really a poem of of the the animamins, just in different words. And we say in lo Hashem does not have an image. So on the one hand, you know, we we um, we talk about the imagery of Hashem in Anam Zemiros, and yet we teach our kids, we teach everyone, we teach ourselves in lo v'yenoguf. So then, what's the point of Anam Zemiros? Why would you have these images? And I think this is the tension that we all face. And in our chinuch, we we kind of also it's not just with kids, but it's with ourselves. But especially when communicating with kids, we have this tension in that we don't really know exactly what Hashem looks like. He doesn't really have an image, but yet we try to relate to Him anyway, the best way that we could. We teach, on the one hand, to our children and to ourselves that Hashem wore tefillin, kasher tefillin, hera le'anav, that He showed His tefillin to Moshe Rabbeinu. So we have some concept of Hashem wearing tefillin, and yet we know at the same time Hashem doesn't have a body. So this tension that we as humans face in trying to have a relationship with Hashem, we kind of have to balance both. On the one hand, realizing that Hashem is from a different realm, He does not have any physical likeness, and yet on the other hand, we're supposed to be able to try our best to relate to Him anyway. Thus Hashem exposed Himself, as it were, to the Nevi'im in forms. He gave different forms, different manifestations, so that they can relate to Him. And so that's hopefully what we're going to do right now. Okay, so now let's look at some of the words, and then we'll talk about some tunes. So we already did the intro, so now we're going into, and we, we did Aleph to Bez already. We said, I'm going to speak of your glory, through the through what we know from your prophets. So that's how we got to you now. This is how we know what, 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 how, to, how to describe you. So, which means, um, this is the Gimel, your greatness, your strength, they described in accordance with your deeds. So we're still kind of in introductory parts. We're, we're, we're still talking about how they talked about Hashem. They allegorized you, but not according to what you actually are, right? This is exactly what we're saying. Not according to Yeshcha, not, meaning not, not according to your reality. Yesh means there is. Not according to your essence. But they, but they likened you in accordance with your actions. We can't really know what Hashem is, but we can know what He does. They symbolize you with visions. Yet you are one in all of your allegories. Meaning all the different forms of Hashem that are described, at the end of the day, Hashem is really only one. So you see in the introductory uh, um, verses, and not just introductory, but even as the Aleph base begins, we're still talking about how we can't really see Hashem. So, like, like this is really an incredible poem. You know, we're, we're, we, we have disclaimer upon disclaimer. You know, before we start talking about the imagery, we don't really know. They envisioned you with both zikna and vacharas, with, with, with um, old age and youthfulness. And the hair of your head, again, this is all Kaviachal, with uh with Seva, with with old white hair, Vishakras, and young black hair. So Hashem has been described as both. 
Zikna biyom din, maturity on the day of judgment, uvachras biyom karav, and youthfulness on the day of battle, ki ish melchamos yadav larav, like a man of war whose hands fight for him. Wow. So on the one hand, you know, we have, um, you know, we, we mentioned, oh, here we go, zikna biyom din. Why would you only say this on Yom and Ruraim? I just noticed this now. Biyom din. Right, we we have that concept. Um, we we have lekel orech din, biom din, badin. We have that all in Yom Rayim. So here we go. Hashem is like an is like an um someone who's who's old when it comes to the Yom Hadin, but he has got youthfulness on in on the day of battle. Meaning, when Hashem actually needs to go out and fight for us, he's not just an old king sitting somewhere up in a palace, but he's actually the warrior on the battlefield for us. Kishmelchamos, who's the Ishmelchama? That's Hashem. That that's taken from Az Yashir, um, but of course, it's not an exact pasuk, so it's not cited. Chavash Kova Yeshua Brosho. He puts on a helmet, a Kova Yeshua, the, the hat of salvation on his head. It was salvation for him his right hand, and his sacred arm. So we find many times that the Zeroah of Hashem is described, the Yad Hashem, the Yad Yamin. We find this in the Pesach story. So Hashem is being described as this warrior playing off of what we just said in Ishmael Chamos. Okay, next. Talalei Oros, Roshem Nimla, Kavutus of With dewdrops of light, his head is filled. His locks are filled with the rains of the night. So now we're talking about rain. So the, the note here in our school says that dew refers to the illumination of the Torah and the life-giving dew that resuscitates the, the dead. A rain refers to the flow of heavenly blessing, and it cites Shir HaShirim 5.2. What I find also interesting is that we find in, in Parshas Hazinu, the, the, the raindrops also are, um, are the symbol for Torah. Okay, fine. So he shall glory, he shall find glory in me, for he desires me, meaning Hashem desires us, and he shall be for me like the crown of desire. So Tzvi um, also sometimes means a deer. I, th- I believe it's spelled the same way. It could, could be wrong. Someone correct me. But I think that's how, I think it's spelled the same way. Tzadi Bez Yud. And here. In, I'm looking at two different art scrolls. I'm looking at the... Oh, so, so I have the regular art school sitter and I have the interlinear one. And sometimes the translation is different, is different between the two, which it is here. Um, so in the interlinear, Tzvi is, is translated as desire. In the regular art scroll, it's, descri- it's, de- it's de- defined and translated as pride. So is Hashem is going to be a crowd of pride or a crowd of desire for me. Fine. Continuing. The finest, purest gold is the image on his head. And carved out on his forehead is the glory of his sacred name. Now, this sounds like the tzitz that's worn in the Kohen Gadol. Right? The, um, now, what's interesting is that it's being described as being on Hashem. I think there are, there, I think there are Mamari Chazal that compare Hashem to the Kohen Gadol. So, you know, if Hashem was able to wear, um, to wear um, tefillin, which we're going to see later in the Piyot, so maybe it's reasonable enough that Hashem would wear a, 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 the, the Big Day Kahuna. So Hashem is being described here as being donned in the Big Day Kahuna, which has the tzitz that says Kodesh La Hashem on it. Okay, continuing with Lamed. For grace and for honor, the desire of splendor is his nation crowns for him with a crown. Okay, so that, 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 that line's a little bit harder to understand. But the point is 
that it's saying that now we put a crown on Hashem's head. Machavos Rosho um, says the tresses of his head are as in the are, are as in the days of his youthfulness. His locks are black ringlets. So here we're going back to what we said earlier that um, Hashem has the youthful aspect to him. So the abode, the neveis, the, the abode of righteousness, is the desire of his splendor. May it rise up. May it rise up, please, beyond his foremost simcha. What does that sound like? That sounds like we're talking about the Beis HaMikdash from al Naras Bavel, right? Because we're saying the abode of his righteousness, we should rise up al-rosh simchasi, right? Al-rosh simchaso, same thing. So we're asking for the rebuilding of Yerushalayim. Um, right, so im lo ales yishlaim al rosh simchasi. That exact lashon is borrowed from al naras bavel, but again, it's not an exact quote, so it's not cited. Okay, segulo so may his treasured nation tibiado ataris. May it be in his hand like a crown that he's going to, I guess, put on his head. Utsnif melucha and like a tiara of royalty tzvi sefaras, the desire of splendor. So there's a lot of descriptions, a lot of references to splendor here. But the point is that we're now it's a tefillah that we're asking about ourselves, going on to the letter ayin. Amusimnis amateris in Adam. From before birth, he bore them like a crown. In Adam, he affixed them. Because they were precious in his eyes, and, uh, and therefore he honored them. Okay, up to the letter pei. Here we start talking about the tefillin. Peiro alai, his splendor is upon me. Ufeiria love, and my splendor is on him. The of elai love. And he is near to me when I call out to him. So the, what's the pe'er? The Chazal tells us that the pe'er is a reference to the tefillin. So Hashem has, um, and we know that when the, when the, the Gemara in Brachas Daf Zayin, Daf is Daf Vav, the Gemara in Brachas Daf Vav talks about the tefillin of Hashem. So it says in our tefillin, Hashem is Hashem Hashem Echad, that Hashem is one, and it says in his tefillin, Yikiam based on the pasuk in Divrei Hayamim. So thus, his splendor is on us, and ours is on him. And then it says, um, He he's near to me when I call to him. That sounds like the pasuk in Ashrei. We call out to Hashem, and therefore Hashem is close to us. Good. We're almost towards the end. We're at Sadi. He is on the one hand. Clean, Tzach is clean, or he's white, V'adom in crimson, L'vusho Adom, his garment will be red, Pura B'radarcho B'vome Adom, as when the wine press, he tramples when he comes from Edom. This is based on Pesukim, I can't remember if it's from Yeshayahu or Yirmiyahu, but the Navi describes how Hashem is going to go out to battle, he's going to come back with blood-soaked garments, covered, like he came from the wine press. So is it wine, or is it the blood of the Edomites? So that's, that's the mushal that's given in the Navi, and, um, oh, I have it, it's from Yishayahu. If you look up Yishayahu, Perek um, Samach Gimel, 63. So that's, that's what's being described there. So it's in Yishayahu. And there, so now, towards, you know, towards the end, we're referencing this tefillah that, that what, what we hope Hashem is going to do for us in the future. Kesher tefillah, the knot of his tefillah, and hera la'anav, he showed to the anav, that's Moshe Rabbeinu, tumunas Hashem l'negerenav, the likeness of Hashem, the closest thing possible, at least, um, was before Moshe Rabbeinu's eyes. He desires his people, the humble one, and he glorifies them. Yoshev heals bamle sapphire, and he's enthroned upon our, on, on our... Um, on our tefilos, right? Hashem is known as the Yoshev Tehilos, that he sits on our tefilos, right? Um, we say, Yisrael right? So there we go. 
Um, now we're up to the second letter Rish. The letter Rish comes up twice for some reason. Rosh Tavarcha Emes Kore Mirosh Dor Vedar Amdrash Rosh. The beginning of his word is Emes, and you who determines in advance of all generations the people who seek you. Um, the Rosh, please, we're asking Hashem to seek them out. We're looking for you, Hashem, please look for us. Place the multitude of my songs, please, upon you or before you, and my, my glad song should be close to you. The whole end of, of, of Adam Zemiros from here on in is asking Hashem to accept our tefillos, that, he should, that Hashem should find them worthy and find them to be beautiful. Please let my tefillah be on you like a crown. My tefillah should be regarded before you like a ketores. May, may the song of the may the song of the poor man be dear before you, before your eyes. We're calling ourselves poor, right? Like we are poor, but we want Hashem to still find um, love of our tefilos. Make the the song of the poor man like the song that's that's that that accompanies the carbon. That's what we want our tefilos to be regarded as. Uh, may my blessing rise up on the, upon the head of the sustainer, the creator, the life giver, the mighty righteous one. And for my blessing, nod to me your head. And accept it like, like Basamim, like the finest um, incenses. So we had guitarists, now we have Basamim. And finally, May it be sweet. Uh, may, may my my sicha, my prayer before you be sweet, and we finish with what we started with. Remember in the beginning of Anazmiros, we said Anazmiros, we said Kielacha Nafshi Sarog that that we're thirsty for your love. So at the very end, we say once again Kinafshi Sarog Elacha Yerav Na Sichi Alecha Kinafshi Sarog Elacha. Very beautiful. We're saying that we our Hashem just take our tefillos because our soul is thirsting for you. Okay, so that takes us through the entire on Zemiras, Baruch Hashem. So hopefully, you know, I, for me already, this was an incredible eye-opening um, you know, session. But now let's just talk about some of the tunes that you can do. There are a bunch of basic tunes, but one of the problems that I've mentioned with Anam Zemiros is that Anam Zemiros gets bland, especially for people who are not considering the meaning of the words, especially when it's being done in undertone by, uh, you, know, you know, by someone who is not so excited by it. So you could do one of the basic tunes, which, for example, there's the tune that it's often used for Ashrei when kids are learning. So they'll do the front of Zemiros. I'll just do it on a little higher key. Right? And then you'll, when you get up to the high part, so you can do. Now, one of the things I did not yet mention um, today is that there are different ways to break up a tune for Anzamiros. So Anzamiros is obviously you, chazen, then congregation, chazen, then congregation. So you could just do low, high, low, high, low, high. The reason I don't like doing that is because it makes the song drag, whichever song you're doing. And we don't want Anzamiros to feel like it's dragging. We want it to be kavadik. Um, so what you could do alternatively is you could do too low, too high. Or you could do too low and then one high, and then go back to too low and then one high. I found both work out really nicely. 
Um, the, for the low part, the low part should always repeat. The question is how many times you want to do the high part. So I, it could be that the high part twice drags, or it could be once, and once is enough, or maybe the tune will be working, it'll work well enough that you can do the high part twice. Those two options I found to be good, unless you're doing a three-part song, which I'll show you, and I've done three-part songs, Tana Zemiros, those can also potentially be very good. But what I always recommend is that you should always do a faster song for Tana Zemiros, not a slower one, because, again, you don't want this song to ever feel like it's dragging. This is one of the places that it should always be a fast song. Okay, so we just did, um, we did one demo, Another um, classic one that's um, often done by by people in Eretz Yisrael, but you, you know you hear it in America too. Right, so with, with the Israeli, you get the idea. I'm not going to do that again. Um, but for the high part. Right, so you have that. Another um, option um, that I that I happen to like very much is using Shomer Mafkid. So that's one of my favorites to use for it. But let's say you want to shake things up a little bit, right? So you want to, um, you know, you you want to do something nice for an Afraf. So there are a lot of Afraf songs, a lot of lighting songs you can do, like Meheira. Or you could do Asher Bara. Or maybe you want to do the Karbach Odishama. Right, so you have those ideas. Great. Maybe it's just a regular Shabbos and you want to do something nice that's a little bit different. So you can do the crack on again. Right, or maybe you want to do one of my other favorites. Ose Shalom. See, and any one of these um, other versions and any of these other tunes will instantly make your davening much more pleasant and exciting because it's something that people are not used to. You want to keep the kahila on their toes, especially when it comes to Anzmiros, because if they get bored and they start talking, you've not only lost them, but you've lost the kavod for Anzmiros. So anything to keep them going, to keep them ready, to keep them excited. Now let's say you're, you know, you're um, surrounding, you're surrounded by Yom Tovim, right? So. You're at a point in the year, let's say it's it's Parsha Zachor. So you, uh, I've done Purim tunes for Adam Zemiros. Either Mishanechnas Adar or Shoshanas Yaakov. They're both three-part songs, and they 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 work fairly well. So, for example, you could do Adam Zemiros Right, and then, um, then uh, you, for for this, you just go one, two, three, right? And then finally, by the third part, and then you go back down to the middle part, right? And then you're going to go back to the beginning again. So if you need if you need a tutorial for that and a more elaborate one, just reach out to me. You can do the same thing for Shoshana Siakov. And 
and then the kahila is going to finish off, and then you go up to the next part. And then everyone else finishes, and then you go back down to the middle, and then if you want, you can go back up to the beginning again. It can be compl- complicated. I've done it before. I've done it successfully. And I was commended on it. So you have that. Let's say it's almost Pesach time. So you can do Dayenu. Right. So you have for Purim time, you have for Pesach time, you can do Alan Isim. You could even do Yivanim. So you have that. You see, we got a lot of options, and you instantly make the davening nicer. Um, if it's Shavuos, um, ki mitzion anim zemiras v'shirim erok ki elecha nashisarok. Can you say this tara? As abrachim odecha velarisicha demcha chanecha velayidaticha. A lot of these I'm just coming up with on the spot. I'm just trying to show you how you know you could just make a davening instantly nicer. Well, by, by connecting to the themes and also just by doing something different. Um, one more I'll give you is another three-part song, but this is for Yamim no Rayim, right? So, Sarasim Shuva, Shabbos Shuva, Sukkis. So you have Achas Shalti. Hayanim zimiros v'shirim erog ki elecho nafshisarog. Right, so you have that. And then... Um, and then it's, it's one, Right, and there you go. Now, of course, if you're doing it on Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur itself, and if that's your minhag, that's the only time you say it, so we do know that the Nusach is going to be with Yom and Merayim Nusach, just once again to give a shout-out to the upcoming Yom and Merayim series. But, Right, and so on and so forth. Okay, well, that was a bit of a longer session, but I think we covered a lot, and hopefully you, uh, you've you been um, enlightened and feel enriched in your area of Anamizamiros and your davening, and I look forward to davening again with you in the future. Thank you for joining us here at the Database.